0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline from Fox Sports Radio 95.7 FM, 1260 AM. In the town that I have dubbed championship city because that should be the only city in America next to New Orleans that ever hosts a championship. It is Derek Schultz from Indianapolis. Derek, how are you doing today, man? What's going on?
0: I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks so much for having me back on.
1: Uh, Glad to have you. So, uh, life after Oladipo, all of a sudden this team started winning. Tell us more about the Pacers and what they're doing.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I I think a lot of people, even here in Indy, were ready to kind of give up on the season after Oladipo suffered that season-ending injury. and. In the immediate aftermath of that, they lost four straight, but they've now routed off six straight wins, and and they've just kind of held steady like they have all year. They're third in the East. They're fifth in the NBA from a record standpoint. And a lot of that comes from feasting on the mediocre and bad teams in the league. The Pacers have just done a great job avoiding the losses to teams that they shouldn't lose to. Now, they haven't played great against the other uh, top East teams. They're just four and six against Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, and Philly. But they've done a great job kind of getting fat on the dregs of the league. And and that's what you have to do for playoff positioning.
1: So in looking at this team, um, they are a team that actually shut down the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, granted, Oladipo was playing at that point in time. But I thought if any team in the NBA would give the Bucks fits, it would be Indianapolis because they figured out a way to defensively to slow them down, and also they had a career night against them, but nevertheless they slowed them down. Then we saw what happened against Orlando, but that was out, That was without Giannis. Uh, how good defensively is this team, and can they hang with uh, the Bucks, who are right now beating teams in double digits?
0: Yeah, they're very good defensively and I, I think they feel really confident on that end and a lot of that confidence stems from the fact that they they feel really good about that one-on-one matchup between Thad Young and, and Giannis because Young did such a good job on him in December and you know, he's a guy that can cause a, a, a lot of bigger guys like Antetokounmpo a lot of problems. Um they're not an elite level defense. This isn't like the, let's say, if you remember, Bill, the teams from four, five, six years ago that made a couple of deep runs in the playoffs with Roy Hibbard and Paul George, who are all defensive team players. Uh, it, it's not that level of defense, but it's just a good solid group you know without Oladipo this is still a team that is very much kind of a sum of their parts team and they just have a lot of very good veteran players Boyan Bogdanovich is having a career year and his signing really from two years ago has been kind of a coup for the Pacers Thad Young is steady Eddie Uh, Darren Collison has had a little bit of a late career resurgence in indiana on the second year of a two-year deal and then they've got guys like Corey joseph who have have just been good veteran players for a long time in the league and they're now implementing in some young players and the growth of miles turner has has been really big and and he's been an elite level defender and maybe an all nba defensive type uh with the way that he has defended and and been a, a rim protector this season for the pacers so it's just a nice, solid, all-around team. They don't have the flash. They don't have the stars that Philly does. They don't have the personalities that Boston does. They don't have the MVP like Milwaukee does. Uh, but but overall, this is just a good, solid, steady basketball team.
1: Uh, I'm excited to see what the Bucks do coming up this evening. They're not going to have Miritich there. Giannis should be back prior to the All-Star break here. but. Uh, do you, uh, as an outsider looking in at this Bucks team, do you consider the Bucs to be a legitimate contender, not just for the East, but maybe to get to the NBA Finals?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, they're a contender to get to the NBA Finals. I think anybody that tells you different is crazy. Um, they have the best record in the league right now, and they have the league MVP uh, if the season ended today. So uh, that combination uh, automatically equals a, an, an NBA Finals-level team. I, I think what's tough, Bill, and I'm sure you're running into this in Milwaukee, when you're talking about their actual chances of winning a championship it's just difficult to consider an alternate universe where somebody goes in and beats Golden State in a seven-game series. Uh, So are they a title contender in the traditional sense of the word? Yes, but it still just kind of appears to be Golden State and everybody else, I think, until somebody finally proves everyone wrong.
1: It's uh, it's interesting in the sense that people are looking at the Bucks now because I don't think a lot of people here believe it uh, because it's been so long since the Milwaukee Bucks have actually been a true contender. I, I don't, I don't think. I think people are kind of still waiting under the uh, guise of, hey, get out of the first round and then show me something. We'll jump on board. The excitement is real, but I don't know if people really believe it. You know, being in Indiana. For a long time, you go back during the Reggie Miller years, I mean, people woke up every day. They were eating, breathing, sleeping. Indiana Pacer basketball, Conseco Fieldhouse is built. Everybody thinks they're on their way to a title. There was that kind of an excitement. Is the excitement returning to Indianapolis now that they've got Oladipo and company and they believe that this team, eventually when he comes back next year, is going to be ready to fly?
0: Yeah, there is a lot of excitement, and this – even though it's kind of transitioned into being a football city because of the Peyton Manning era and and what the Colts have done over the better part of the last 20 years, it's still very firmly built a a basketball state. Uh, So a lot of that love translates, of course, to the Pacers, which was really this city's first love because of the ABA championships way back 40 years ago, which was around the last time that Milwaukee was really seriously competing for championships. So I, I think there's just a feeling here, and I'm not sure if this is the same case in Milwaukee, that there's this glass ceiling that the Pacers and every small market team are are doomed to ram their heads up against, where they can get to the conference finals, they can churn out 50, 55-win seasons, but they're just not able to hit the level that they need to, to to win an NBA championship because this is a league that's been dominated by stars and dynasties, and, and a lot of times the stars and dynasties have come from big markets like Miami or Chicago or you know, Oakland, uh, you know, places like that. So I, I, I just think that it's uh, it's one of those things where you approach everything, I think, with tempered expectations, that this is a, a level that's attainable. And as long as they get to this level, then maybe there's a feeling of house money. And I think in a way that's what the Pacers are playing with right now because without Oladipo, no one nationally thinks this team can contend. They're third in the East, and they're a complete afterthought in the discussion about the East contenders with Boston and Philly being behind them but still being talked about is more legitimate. And I, I think people in Indy actually kind of prefer it that way, the, the us against the world sort of thing. They like to play the disrespect card a lot here in this city.
1: I'm talking with Derek Schultz of Fox Sports Radio down in Indianapolis, uh, the two guys, Bogdanovich, who we talked about, and then Sabonis. Sabonis has been a guy that when I watch him play, he's that – non-glorified role player he's setting screens he's throwing bounce passes for jams i mean he's grabbing you some boards uh, has he been that guy that has just been the very quiet unheralded guy that's that's been a little bit of a glue that's held this thing together oh
0: 100 percent. i think he uh, you know i don't want to get too hyperbolic here I, I think he is if he's not the most underrated player in the nba he's close he's on the short list because uh, he's a guy that would probably start for i don't know uh 20 teams, two dozen teams uh, but he's done a bench role for the Pacers because that's just what he's accepted in his third year and, and that's I think at least right now what fits him best. but if you extrapolate his production and his numbers over 36 minutes, you have an all-star caliber player. That's how good he's been in you know limited minutes comparatively speaking to what would be traditionally starter minutes. but he's just got so much polish he, he, he plays well beyond his years. he reminds me a lot of his dad, Uh, I don't think he's ever going to be the elite-level Hall of Fame player that his dad Arvidas was, but he just does everything well, and he has a great basketball IQ, and he has really fit himself in tremendously to this new team despite being uprooted after one year in Oklahoma City and done a great job. I think there's a lot of room for growth there. I do believe that eventually he'll transition into a starter role, and they're finally starting to kind of figure out how to play him and Miles Turner together. That was a, a bit of a problem last year where it just felt like it didn't really fit. Um, but I, I think the sky's really the limit for, for Domas Sabonis. That, that's really the piece in that trade bill that made it a win for the Pacers was, yeah, you got Oladipo who, you know, emerged and, and became this all-star. But I think we'd all agree Oladipo's not on the same tier of player as Paul George. But getting Sabonis as well and another guy that can be a franchise pillar I think is what made that trade so valuable to Indiana.
1: Uh, before I let you go, uh, so what are the fans thinking right now? Are, because you said it's almost an afterthought for the Indiana Pacers to be cons- considered on the outside looking in when it comes to the postseason. Are fans believing that, hey, if this thing begins to gel, that they could actually do a little damage? Yeah,
0: I think fans – I think most fans are, are being realistic with the fact that this this just doesn't appear to be a team that's going to make a finals run or anything like that without Oladipo because that's a, an impossible void to fill. But I think there's excitement around the fact, like I talked about, that – This is kind of a house money thing where, you know, if the Pacers go and they lose a 4-5 series to, let's say, Philly or Boston, oh, well, everyone is expecting them to lose that series. Or let's say they get the the three seed and they win a first-round series and then lose to Milwaukee or Toronto. Oh, well, that's what everybody expects. Um, I, I think they prefer to be in that role of the underdog where there's nothing to lose as opposed to the pressure of being the team and the favorite like they were, let's say, in 2014 or Or even going back to all those great Colts teams with Peyton Manning, that uh, you know, unfortunately, some of those teams fell on their face when it came playoff time. So I don't think people think this team is legitimately going to be an Eastern Conference contender without Oladipo. But I do think that they feel like strongly: a) they're a playoff lock, and b) they can win a playoff series and and really cause a lot of problems for anybody that they face in the playoffs, uh, especially those other four Eastern Conference contenders.
1: Always good to chat, Derek. Great stuff. Uh, We certainly appreciate it. I'm sure we're going to talk more down the road, okay? Sounds good, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. Derek Schultz, he is from uh, Indianapolis, Fox Sports Radio 97.5 down there and also 1260 AM in Indy covering the Indiana Pacers. And the Pacers, they're hanging in there, you know, for lack of a better term. They're 38-19 on the season, four and a half games back behind Milwaukee. Second place right now in the central standings, but uh, they're still standing back right now when it comes to the east. And uh, like I mentioned, Sabonis—they just picked up Wesley Matthews, uh, who by the way hits a big uh, game-winning three the other night to beat the shot clock, uh, and they got a nice win. They ended up uh, kind of putting one away when it came to uh, came to beating the Hornets ninety-nine ninety. And Sabonis has been a guy that's played extremely well. It's just a bunch of their role players are stepping up, so. Who knows what the patients are going to do, but we're going to get a good look at them coming up later on this evening. He uh, joined us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard; they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.